Welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Litwilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Hiya, Martin. How have you, uh, have you uh, been this past uh, week or so? been enjoying podcasts so kind of uh, there's been some really good uh, podcasts out mm. there one of them is the Battersea Poltergeist which is a BBC right. production it's very unusual it's not like a paranormal group's done it it's um, it's done by a presenter who is a believer skeptic the whole podcast is kind of done as part dramatic so there, there are actors in there acting uh, yes. particular scenes and then there's two experts uh, Evelyn Hollow who is more believer and is a parapsychologist from Scotland, and your good friend, Kieran O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it's, it's been not a bad series. I'd recommend if people like ghosts and poltergeists, this is a classic case from the uh, 1950s about a poltergeist case that lasted for 16 years. And there's multiple witnesses, there's a lot of experiences, this twists and turns to the case uh, and some recent developments, which are really interesting. And I think what I'd say to everybody is don't take everything on face value, especially in terms of the results that they get from certain uh, experiments. But uh, yeah. the only letdown I found with it, with it, while it's very good detail in the case and, and about experiences in the home and how poltergeist activity can happen, the biggest letdown for me was they go on a ghost hunt with a well-known paranormal investigator who claims that she's had 20 years in investigating the paranormal when she's only been around for about three or four years and yeah. she calls herself the haunted doll expert so yeah straight away as soon as you know that you you kind of think yeah all right you know haunted dolls are you know just made up from um from the ed warren obviously the warrens from uh, the conjuring and stuff like that yeah so yeah there's, there's some strange decisions to the whole thing but i've actually enjoyed it and it made me question what poltergeists were i like to i like to be probed you know <laughs> kind of i like people i like i like things like podcasts to make me ask questions about the phenomena so i think it's healthy isn't it rather than being blind you either reaffirm mm. either reaffirm your original finding or it spurs you on to find out what else could be there and then that itself opens up more doesn't it I, yeah i think it was a bit like i watched it and it made me question certain things not questioning yes. negative but just yeah. say uh, am i right to believe this or mm. or actually that's interesting can i take this further in investigation and uh, there was a couple of points in the uh, Poltergeist uh, podcast uh, that made me question how Poltergeist phenomena manifests and and also how that you know ha how that is in relation to modern day physics uh, to our physics. So I think I, th I think it, it sent me on a road there, which, which yeah. so so that's why I appreciate it. Although I'm not happy with certain parts of it, at least it made it made me question and the production overall was really good the uh, there's some good actors in there toby jones who's a, a well-known actor a british actor um he's in there and, and it's really good really good no i think it's i uh, think it's nice you know as we as we always said if you can't question your own beliefs why are you following them i do i just i just get the sense if it i'm a bugger since doing my uh, science with william bless him um i just want to know more i want to know why it happens how can it happen can we replicate it if we can replicate it, is it paranormal or just one of those things that happens? You know, I know that sounds about a bit, a bit of a random statement there, but if we can create something, like, you know, without going off the topic too much, like orbs, we can uh, recreate uh, them at will. So I don't see them as paranormal. And I wonder whether 
programs like what you just mentioned could you know if you can replicate stuff then is it does it have a paranormal thing i mean it's interesting i've been looking at kind of asking the question what is evidence and does evidence exist and and, and this yeah. has been something i've been looking at we've had tape recordings and we've seen photographs and we've seen videos and and everything like that and, and i think I think, firstly, I don't think you can photograph a ghost. I really don't. I, I think the videos and photographs, I think it's a bizarre thing. Yeah. I, I think we take a lot of things on face value. and Definitely. We're, we're probably missing the paranormal activity that is happening, uh, even though we're recording it. Now, I, I have caught shadows and I've caught yeah. unusual things. Um, well, and it's not it's normally been shadow. In fact, there's that Galleries of Justice one, isn't there? Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's the thing I was going to bring up, Martin. Sorry for interrupting you. The thing I was going to bring back up, perhaps we're seeing the result of the ghost, not the actual ghost, you know, i.e. casting a shadow on the wall. Um, so what that means, it's, is, is, it, is it dense, that light can't pass through, so it casts your shadow. Uh, we're seeing the after effect rather than the actuality. Well, it's, it's like the webcam footage that I took at Bodmin, which was really intriguing because... Yeah. Uh, I've talked about it before. I think it was recording for five hours while we were vigiling. There was nobody yeah. in that area. Couldn't see anything. And what we used to do is allow people to analyze the footage themselves. And mm-hmm. the guy said, I got a bit fed up after the first half an hour. So I fast forwarded it. And then I noticed something. And quite clearly, you see shadows of yeah. multiple multiple people walking backwards and forwards. Now, this was taken in the top room of Bodmin Jail, which, you know, there's no light being cast in there. Um, there's a little bit light from outside, but there's nobody walking past the window. There's there's nothing that could have caused it. And it looked like a crowd. So I talked to the owners and they said, well, actually, in the 1970s, it was a nightclub for two or three oh. years. So it was like, well, this looks like a nightclub. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's, I, I just find it fascinating how that could happen. You know, is it an imprint because you've got various emotions going on, happiness, sadness, whatever. And could that sort of cause that sort of imprint there for i I think the thing is as well is is why it wasn't necessarily visible when he was watching it watching it in real time it was only when he turned it to 1.5 you actually saw movement that was very similar to human movement yeah Uh, it was as i say i I just wonder if there is shall we say there's a difference in continuum or time between a a ghost and, and 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 ourselves so so there's no real photograph that i've ever been ultimately no. convinced of no that's the thing sorry martin the thing is that was coming to me there was could it be an echo um like radio frequencies when they're being uh, sent out will have i know it, what you mean you mean it's, it's got like a resonance that kind of it's almost like um if you dropped if you made an explosion in a in a quarry it would echo around and it yeah. might come well, back um, around again a harmonic if you've got a frequency of one kilohertz they will be be repeated at 0.5 0.25 and then at two and four and and eight that is like a like a ripple but you can get if you're trying to listen to something on one if you go if you tune it up to a different one then sometimes you can get that you can catch it you know so maybe we're having part of it not the actuality but a representation maybe that is less uh, powerful but it's still there so perhaps we're we're seeing it off center even that that's really interesting because one thing i do believe in is evp <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm a big i think there's ways and means of catching evp which we've talked about in the past yeah. using using faraday cages or you know to rule out you know kind of outside sources that sort of yeah, stuff exactly. and and we played 
you know some of the um, some of the EVPs that we've had before. So so I do think somehow we're able to record EVPs. And again, there's no way of understanding if these are echoes, as as we've just discussed, or mm. whether it's happening. It is actually happening in reaction to us. And yeah. uh, that's some of the things that I've been thinking about this year is is just about about what is evidence. Whether you know, I I do honestly think we should move on from maybe uh, things like video and and, and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. I know everybody goes out to you know a haunted location and the filming and I mean it's great to capture poltergeist activity and stuff like that. But you, you know you never capture the stone moving, do you? Because it's it's no. moving too fast for the yeah, frame. It's always the after. It's always the after effect of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean the amount of screaming I've got recorded over the years. I was remembering the. Uh, in Glastonbury, in uh, the Georgian Pilgrims, um, I, I was uh, recording and I was above another team who was underneath us. So we was being very quiet because it was floorboards. And suddenly I had the biggest scream in my life and then shouting. And it was the people underneath and they were petrified, absolutely petrified. So I ran downstairs that I knew they was a, with the medium. And I said to them, what was up? And, and they went, oh, my God. I said, what's up? So we were all sat there quite quiet and it was quite warm. And and suddenly we was aware that there was a head floating oh. in the bathroom. Yeah. They got the bathroom door open. The medium said that I th- she said, I, I believe there's something there. I can sense something. And suddenly, very clearly, they saw this head appear, this blue head. You know, in fact, the men screamed louder than the women. Yeah. <laughs> that was the case, isn't it? Bless but uh, it's one of my favourite EVPs, even though I'm not recording ghosts. I'm actually recording <laughs> a bunch yeah. of people screaming. But, uh, but but what intrigued me about that, and, the, re- and oh. sorry, the, the, the reason why I mention it, Ian, is why would a ghost appear blue? Do you know when we used to have these big flashes of light, didn't we? And we couldn't make out where they were coming from. But they had a blue nimbus to them, you know, when they were weaker, you know. Yeah. Um, and maybe, like I say, yeah, you've got to look at, um, if it's a darkened condition, then we're only looking with our rods rather than your cones. And nighttime, uh, you always notice fast movement and straight lines you know that's why in the in the military you're taught to move slow and you've got destructive pattern that blurs your outline maybe uh looking at the way that the color is presented through the visible light spectrum blue being quite quick you know obviously red at the bottom violet at the at the top within that then maybe it's to do with with that spectrum that frequency of the of the of the energy uh and william has said to me that the physics that we know, you know, E equals MC squared doesn't correlate to, to the uh, spirit side. It's different. So maybe uh, it's to do with the frequency slowing it down, perhaps in our sort of visible physicality as we are sat on a chair, sat, you know, stood on the uh, stood on the floor, leaning against a wall. Maybe it's coming through and the frequency is quite not there. So it represents us a part of the visible light spectrum, not its whole, and you only get a sort of like it's like having a filter on your on your camera. You see a facet of it rather than its rather than its whole. It's interesting that you mentioned that. So so um so blue is that a fast moving colour, did you say? Yeah, 
um, you have red going up to violet, so obviously blue is closer to violet. So mm. it's generally, even though it's very, very marginal, you know, light 186,000 miles a second. So you're looking at red, that's why they use infrared or they use a red light when physical mediumship, you know, you're looking at the transfiguration of a medium, it causes a less impact. The blue is a lot quicker. And we're trichomat, we have blue, red and green, you know, uh, yeah. when when people see, you know, we have we have three major cones, blue, red and green, perhaps it's a reflection of the same frequency and we only notice it with one of the cones rather than the three. Again, talking about blue, I remember at Ordsall Hall, um, there was an incident there where yeah. a blue orb appeared. Uh, I, I, we're not talking orbs on photographs, we're talking yeah. a physical ball, a sphere mm. appeared. That was blue. There's countless traditions in British ghost law in that there are radiant boys which are, are boys who appear in a blue light. Uh, okay. they, they appear in blue. And blue is often seen as, there's a lot of ghosts that are attributed to appear as blue or, or possibly green. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just intrigued. I'm wondering if there's, a, again, uh, this this podcast has inspired me to think, actually, yeah. maybe I need to be looking at blue a little bit more and see yeah. why. Uh, but the, the thing is, sorry, Martin, um, we uh, see colour because of light hitting an object breaking it into its parts and we you see those parts through the through the cones which are red blue and green so if that frequency meets up to where it's only that we're only seeing it with part of our eye and therefore it turns up all blue maybe that's something to do with something to do with that or frequency or both you know if people have a greater understanding you know would listen to this then you know it'd be nice if you have if you could put something in and postulate it or help us to help us and our and our viewers or listeners to perhaps understand it more yeah it's interesting because when i worked with the ghost hunters international team <laughs> name dropping there yeah um <laughs> when i worked with the ghost hunting team, <laughs> when I was that, yeah, yeah when i worked with them and um uh, there was uh, Barry Fitzgerald, who uh, I, I kept in touch with for a lot, quite a few years. And Barry Fitzgerald was an Irish uh, paranormal investigator, and he he was heavily into uh, full spectrum cameras, which kind of showed you know the full color spectrum rather than kind of seeing. See, it was almost like an infrared type camera, but it was it was kind of highlighting the, uh, the all the colors and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, that was a thing at the time, you know, where people again try to crack the ghost uh, mystery, which I don't think we will ever crack no. as we think we will. But it, it was interesting, again, colour as a perspective of mm. analysing ghosts. And I, I mean, thinking of my own ghost experiences, I've seen I was plagued by a poltergeist when I was younger and I used to see a white hand. And my son's also seen that I hand. And, seen, yeah. Yeah. And that was a, that was a almost like a porcelain white hand and the last time I saw that was was at, uh, at York Stonegate and yes. I remember in fact it's you kind of switched me yeah. onto it was actually was that hand not actually anything to do with Stonegate but the hand that I experienced as a child yeah, yeah definitely so yeah I've been meditating on that since but um so so yeah it's interesting about um about colors and about you know how things you know kind of so yeah definitely link, linking in with that but yeah um, you know i think it's a multiple i think we're looking at built-in facets here lay, well not mm. layers but perhaps we're just able to see a facet of the whole and we're seeing part of it you know the uh, thalamus light for instance 
images are split into seven layers and they're all over the place and the thalamus puts you know first of all they're all they're all upside down it's all a big tangle and they sort it out in the the various higher cortical uh, layers of the brain and we're able to make sense of it so perhaps we're only seeing one of those images and therefore that image is blue or or green you know and then if you put all the rest on it'd be full color as we're seeing as people do watching the telly etc you know what i mean so find it i think it's a little bit that we're seeing that we're seeing snippets of the whole rather than the whole it's interesting because i, I mean i had an experience at dudley with 30 other people <laughs> you know where yeah. where we had that girl manifest and and that started off as a sounded like a sweet rapper and it it became very very apparent that actually it wasn't a sweet rapper it was it was that static electricity yes sparking it seemed quite cloudy and misty where it was mm-hmm. and suddenly there was a head and a shoulders Wow. of a girl with black hair and a red dress and a choker uh, like a choker chain yeah. type thing yeah. like a lace black lace sort of cho- choker chain how she manifested wasn't anything like the color uh, no, that the, no, the orb or anything yeah something else so again what i think the questions you have to ask yourself is why is it different why why is that manifestation different to this manifestation yeah. is one spirit led and one actually a resonance a recording uh, whatever you want to call it, yeah. you know, it, it was the other one, spirit, you know, was the girl spirit. And yeah. I mean, when you look at it, black, red, you know, it's all the colours are there, whereas the other ones isn't. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see why, you know, is it, is it like I say, is it energy led? Are they getting the energy from that, from the people there? But I just find it fascinating, particularly when I think the correlation is when it's dark, isn't it? There's not much light there. Think about it. How is that person seen in a darkened room wearing a red dress? What's um, what is behind the fabric? What is behind making it up, making it real to us? The thing is, is, is we wasn't in pitch black as well. It was because it was early dawn and it was it was in the summer and about six o'clock. So the sun was kind of sneaking under the back door of, yeah. uh, of yeah. the undercroft. So it was slightly lit up. But mm. uh, so it wasn't like she was lit up. It was there was definitely the sparks, um, yeah. the like static. And then she manifested. But unfortunately, her manifesting and then suddenly everybody going absolutely ballistic screaming. Yeah. yeah. There was like a, a probably three to five seconds of her being manifest of manifesting. And I, I have no doubt if we'd have sat quietly longer, she'd have probably fully manifested. She was certainly, I would say, how I would describe it is, is almost like if you were walking down a darkened road and you've got lampposts and you saw somebody walking up oh, in, yeah. in red and black, you know she's wearing red, but you can't really tell if it's a bright red or dark it, it, yeah. because you yeah. don't know if it's the light. So it was like that, but she definitely had dark or mm. black hair. But uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, it was really interesting. Really interesting. It's uh, I, I, again, I, the reason why I asked about the blue was I was just wondering if it was it's some sort of, again, another vibration, like yeah. you were saying about the sound vibrating through like history or vibrating through yeah. time or you know, like you were saying with harmonics. Yeah. I just don't feel I don't mean to make a pun here. I just don't feel we've seen the whole picture, you know. No, no, no. It's, no, we don't it's definitely know. something missing, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's weird. And, and one thing about Dudley, uh, what was interesting was was obviously that that august weekend which we hit on straight away is oh, we knew, yeah. yeah we knew I, I think we went i think i think we went there five six times uh on that august weekend the last august weekend where and every time we would have the 
sounds of guns uh, being launched, uh, uh, being sounded, cannons, cannon and fire. Shook the floor, you know, mm. the floor was vibrating. That know? was interesting. You know, ghosts have always been classed as being anniversary ghosts. You know, they appear on on the day of their death and that sort of thing. And that, that dates back to pre-1600s when most people didn't see Roman ghosts or historic ghosts, but actually they saw the ghosts of their family. And the family would usually return on their birthdays or the year of their death. So that's where that anniversary ghost is. When you have activity in your house, I mean, sometimes, I don't know, I, I, um, I don't know about you, but I've, bit, I've been having a few bits and pieces. Yeah, this, been... this metallic sound sounds like something metal being hit, but it's very random. I've not found a pattern. I mean, have you been having experiences as well? I have, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I find it fascinating because I question afterwards what sort of mood was I in? Was I angry, joyous? Was I sullen? Was I giggly? You know, just trying to, I work it out to say, well, am I the cause? The latest spat I had, I was, uh, now I've, I've got one cat of my own and I, and I look after three others because their owners are absolutely rubbish at doing it and they all seem happy, happy, happy with me. And I was, I was in the front room. I put my, I, I was just, I put the tally on mute and I was just about to walk into the kitchen to sort of look at out, getting my dinner started. And I heard this big noise. The cat jumped. I had two, I had two in the front room with me and they, and they both jumped and they looked towards the kitchen. So I thought, well, that is what I heard it from. So I went into the kitchen and it sounded like somebody was moving an empty cardboard box, but a big one, you know, doing that, that mm-hmm. echoey noise and somebody dragging it and I thought that's weird so I thought is that outside or is it in the kitchen and then straight away bang straight in the kitchen and I went oh you know it's a bit made me jump a little bit as in I wasn't you know not scared so I thought I bet it's a cat stuck in my cupboard so I opened the cupboard nothing I checked out the back side outside at the back door in case anybody was in the neighbours making a noise closed the back door and it was bang again from from the room from what what would be me bathroom so I went up there to check it and then nothing you know and then I had a big flash of light in my uh, bedroom and I had a cat uh, I was talking to my partner at the, at the, uh, at the time on the uh, phone and we had uh, we heard a little meow and yet uh, and I and I and I knew straight away it was either Ross or as uh, you know as I call him Ross and Ninja um, and I knew Ross was out uh, I put me torch, you know, put turn, turn my phone to have a look in the look, have a look in the bedroom, and there was only one cat who, uh, which is Maggie, and he has a very very deep meow, you know, uh, and very rarely meows in that honesty. So I went looking for the for the other cat, and he was fast under the. Uh, he was under this under the spare bed, absolutely flat out, so he couldn't have been him. I didn't feel anything on the bed. I didn't hear it jumping up or down, and I'm just what the hell's going on you know i'd just be interested if other people you know listening to this podcast have you read anything that you can't rationalize did you check it out and if you had could you please share them yeah i think also as well i think since we've had lockdown a lot of people say no they've discovered that their house is haunted yeah where i think we said before that we were quite skeptical that actually what's happening is you're just getting used to your house you spend days you spend eight hours out of it. You don't realise that certain things creak or settle, you know, with sun and, and temperature. So you suddenly think that your house is haunted. But I, I do think that there is, you know, possibly an increase in, in paranormal activity because because certainly, you know, people have, have become 
uh, or certain quarters of people have, have become more empathetic, yes. uh, more in touch with their emotions, but and also probably more aware of their surroundings. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so it'd be interesting, yeah. If 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 you've had experiences, let's know if you can let us know what kind of experiences you've had, and also if you found any sort of design to them. Is it happening every particular? Uh, Wednesdays or is it happening at a particular time I'd be really interested to know if uh, if we're having you know if a lot of people are having experiences at this moment yeah. would be really interested uh, was... and let us know what color it is as well <laughs> yeah. So, yeah but in the past Martin it always used to be Wednesday with us too didn't it we'd always have something happen on a Wednesday it was it was it was like a tag team at one time it was like yeah. if yeah, I, I used to say to you have you had an activity and I said I'd say no and then and then I'd stop having the activity and then you would have it. But um, yeah, it was. It was very much that way. It's um, it's, it's been a really strange year with Spirit for me. Right at the beginning, I was having a new guide coming towards me, with, uh, working more with Yosef, which I've mentioned. Yeah. And, and it's weird how, how he came into my life. And I, and I just wonder if it was it was sort of spirit sending him before sort of lockdown and, and all of this. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, it was. Definitely. It was really interesting that that's tied in uh, with him. To me, he came into my life just when, and, and, and my relationship got really strong with him just before the lockdown. And I'd say over this last uh, 12 months or so, he's definitely been a rock for, for me where I can meditate, I can ask him questions. and uh, um, But yeah, it, it's, I, I would say he, there's a quiet confidence to him. So I think that's why I kind of get on with them because if I, I don't think I could deal with uh, William, somebody like William uh, with an authority. Uh, I'm not an authority yeah. uh, following person. So uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's. Uh, I think William would be interested in that terminology, but um, he is. He's very scientific, matter of fact, and uh, he was a sir, you know. So yes, he was. Yeah. He was knighted, you know. He's just a lovely person, you know. He'll he'll help me understand things if I don't if I haven't got a clue. I don't know what this what this means. And then the answer comes. I thought, oh, that's uh, that's uh, what it is, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't. I'll be very quick before uh, before we leave. But um, I, I, are you uh, Ian? Have you seen recently? There's been uh, a number of really interesting pictures from a. And, uh, a Spanish spiritualist society. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, they've been absolutely cracking. Um, and some of the photographs relate to manifestations of mediums from uh, from the UK as well. Um, yeah. And there was one recently, and I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you saw it, and it was uh, Marjorie Crandon with a voice box created from uh, black uh, teleplasma. Yeah. Um. I did uh, look at it, and I've um, I have witnessed a couple of uh, physical uh, mediums, you know, and uh, I was just I just fascinated by the way it was all forming out. But I've never seen a voice box in that way. From talking to a uh, spirit, uh, they always say it's like, for instance, if it was uh, to form a face, so you could see a face, as in. Um, when you are looking at transfiguration where the face changes to a person of a loved one, then it's a mask that is about, a, say, about three quarters of an inches away from the from the medium's face if you view them directly side on so they can so they can breathe. Um, and it sort of comes down over the voice box and that gives the the, the sustenance for that person to then talk, you know, through that that um, that that ectoplasm 
manipulated by spirit to form a reasonable resemblance of the person as they would have sounded in physical life. So they can be recog they can be recognised. And the way that they put uh, to me as a uh, as a voice box, it's not static to the medium. You know, it can be almost like you know, like the uh, uh, when they first developed, they have a trumpet which mm. is luminescent on either end, so you can see it move. Well, they have a voice box which is ectoplasm, but it appears in midair. You can't see it, but you can hear the voice coming from it. So the only way that I look at the voice box, as I've known as a uh, as a voice box, where it's purely voice, was away from the medium. So I've never seen it this way. I'll share the uh, picture um, on uh, on the Essentia Two. Um, yeah, please, Matt. Because uh, uh, I, I think it, there's no way on earth that's cheesecloth. <laughs> it's, no, no, it isn't, is it? It's an it's a really interesting website, and uh, I'm interested. I think if I remember correctly, a lot of it's archives, um, archive yeah. photographs, and. Uh, that they're showing physical mediumship from uh, the 1880s uh, right through to the 1940s. And, and it's interesting because you can definitely see when something is is really fake. That there, was a, there was a couple of things the other day where there was two hands manifesting behind a medium. Now, somebody I know said, oh, it's quite obviously fake. I said, yeah, but look at the right hand. And the right hand hadn't manifested <laughs> Yeah. It was it was joint. It was jointed up. It, it, it was almost like webbed in between as if the hand hadn't actually fully yeah. manifested yet when the photograph was taken. Yeah. Um, why would you how and why would you do that? That's, I mean, you know, well, you know, if you was faking two hands, you'd have two hands just right there. Of course, but the right hand, it yeah. looks it looks almost flat, but it's unmanifested where the left hand is. But on. Unfortunately, in today's society, you look for the wrong first before you realise the right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look for what's wrong. Um, they shared another photograph the other day, and it was a man who went to a medium. He wanted to communicate with his brother, and the picture showed a full manifestation of of somebody. And the guy said uh, that the brother said, "Yep, yeah, that's my brother." But the interesting thing is, now this rules out that it was fakery in somewhat. They'd even got his legion, his French legion yes. yeah. uh, badge on the left-hand side yeah. where he used to wear it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, even even the greatest fakers wouldn't have yeah. known that. You know? Well, that's it. But how was the badge got there? How was the clothes got there? How were they fashioned it? I just, uh, you know, I would have loved being a fly on the wall. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not a fly, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. Have been yeah. privy to what was happening. It had been fascinating. You yeah, know. it's it's interesting because the first time I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's a fake man. But yeah, but then I read it and I thought, well, hang on a minute, if this is correct and this is true, then then this is interesting about again, it goes back to what we started with about the nature of evidence, the nature of manifestation. Yeah. Question, but be prepared to you know keep your mind open. I think I yeah. think that's I what think, we're saying, isn't it? I think you have to, you know, particular. I mean. When they say they're manifesting their guide, and when you go to a psychic artist and you have a you have a, a painting of your guide, then you're thinking, well, how do I know he's my guide? How do I know she's my guide? How do I know whatever? But when you go to a physical stuff and they draw or you see your brother stood there, you're thinking, well, it's got to be him because that's bloody him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when they yeah. have all the little bits, then it's something that you know, and you definitely, yes, that's, yes, that's. 
that is sort of evidence, you know, like talk about evidence of given readings. And I thought, oh, I was quite pleased with that. And I said to the person, was, was that OK for you? No. I said, oh, what was what, what was wrong? You didn't bring me dog through. <laughs> Seriously, but it's 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 when you provide evidence, it's whether the person wants that evidence or what evidence means to that person. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it was it was like ghost hunts where we'd have the most active night, and it was like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, but this happened, this happened, this happened. Oh yeah, no, we came to see a ghost. Yeah, yeah, we were happy. Yeah, yeah, but you've seen the non-physical interact with the physical. You've yeah. seen you've seen something that transcend transcends I, uh, modern scientific uh, explanation. Uh, <laughs> and you and you sat there as if yeah. your local football teams just lost ten <laughs> nil. Yeah, I know that wasn't Liverpool, was it? No. The thing is, Martin, I was at the Oak House one time, and this is woman when we're just having a walk around. One of the female guests, she was she was going. I said, pan me down and what's up, please? Can I can I help you? So, oh, I've been here for half hour. I haven't I haven't seen a your ghost yet. So I said, look, there's no guarantee. There's, there's no guarantee. We'll do this. We'll see what goes on. Um, a little while later, we went up to one of the small of the two bedrooms. Um, one's got all the carpet and the dummies in there, oh. and we would all close the uh, close the your door. And then from the other from the other room, which there wasn't anybody there, you heard bang 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 she was the first to scream run she pulled the hoods off two people pulling them back so she can get out that door you know so well she wanted evidence when it was presented she couldn't handle it nothing as strange as people um <laughs> says us two yeah. ghost hunting mediums who believe in life after death yeah. um <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself what can you laugh well, at? that's it mate that's yeah definitely that's it so yeah so please let us know if you are having experiences at home uh what kind of experiences you've had um do you know uh has it been uh, at a particular time we might be able to do some interpretation of what experiences you've had yes. maybe yes. we could uh we could tell you what we think spirit might be telling you um do you know please let us know you can either email us or you can uh, you can message us through our facebook page and uh we'll be happy to keep your information confidential um, but if you uh, if you let us know what experiences you've had, we'll try and uh, do a bit of an explanation, try and work out what's uh, happening for you. Um, so please, yeah, do get in touch. Please carry on reviewing. Um, we've just hit 101 reviews on our podcast, which we are immensely proud of. Thank oh, you very indeed. much. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And uh, if you would like to support uh, the uh, podcast and everything that we do, uh, you can buy us a coffee. The link's on the podcast. And uh, you can also buy us a coffee through Facebook. Everything helps uh, towards the production uh, of our free content, our podcasts and our monthly uh, live streams as well. So thanks very much again, Ian. Yes, I really appreciated yes. uh, the chat with you. And a uh, bit on a tangent, but it's uh, I think it's all connected in one, in one particular way anyway. Yes. Yes, it is. But yeah, it's been lovely chatting to Martin, as it always is. When you say you get questions, you you know you've you've got the way of putting things over that gets me to questions. So thank you. And I think we both do that to each other. We 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 push each other's thinking about the subject, yeah. and I think that's that's a really positive thing. Yeah. And, and and we try to encourage that with everybody who listens as well, don't we? Yes. Yes, indeed. But thank you, thank you, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm.